Chelsea 4, Man City 4, an absolute Premier League classic played out at Stamford Bridge this Sunday. Unlike a lot of your fellow YouTubers, two out of three of us were actually at the match. And today we are going to be breaking down the game, analysis, decisions and controversy. Let's get it. Hello and welcome back to the Lost in Possession podcast. If you are here for the first time, please do us a very quick favour and hit that subscribe button. As always, we come to you live every week, twice a week with an FPL episode as well. So make sure you are following. Without further ado, let's get straight into it. Jamie, we'll have to come to you first. Uh, a well-deserved point for Man City or did you feel leaving disappointed? Um absolutely disappointed i you can't be scoring four goals and not getting three points that's sort of how i feel you to concede four is simply not good enough and not to get all three points when scoring four just shouldn't shouldn't be happy really so actually completely disappointed by it it was a crazy game obviously um a lot of it had us ahead sort of the one nil, then the three two, then the four three. But it was just it was such an odd game where from a city point of view, I just don't understand why or how sort of defensively it went wrong. Because if you looked at our team, apart from Stones being out and like defensively anyway, forgetting like De, De Bruyne, it's our strongest back line. But I would say Walker was crap. Diaz was crap and Gavardo made a mistake for the sort of second goal. And I thought the one who came in, Akanji, was the best out of the lot, really. So it was a bit odd in that aspect. And I just I was just thinking about it sort of during the game. I was just like, I don't understand how we conceded. This was when it was only three goals we conceded. I was just like, I don't understand why it's mainly our best back four and we're conceding this many and we look so open. So it was disappointing, but... You got to remember we're going away to Chelsea. If it's at home, I think it's 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 a lot worse. But away, I'd say I come you come I come out disappointed because we want to we want to win every game, and we don't actually see too many draws. That was our first this season, so yeah, I would say disappointed from a city aspect. Yeah, it was a weird one because I I also felt disappointed. So it's a strange situation. I guess you could say that with a draw. But normally when there's a draw in a game, you feel like one team was was typically the better side. But we've both said, I think you said City deserved to win the game. I think we deserve to win the game. And it's quite rare that you come in a position where... Well, I think, I think no, no, we had, that, we had that discussion at half time where you sort of said, I think you were like, well, we've been the better team, saying you've been the better team. And I was just like, well... For your chances, you you weren't in kind of that aspect. I feel like we did well on the ball, even though, yeah, not gave it away. Gave it away, but I think if you looked at it overall, just how mad it was, the chances we both created, a draw was probably fair. I think on XG it was three point three nine versus three point three six in terms of XG. So that's just madly, insanely close, isn't it? Yeah, and I think as well, like you're right, you're, you basically had your best back line out. Um, and when you ever see Man City concede four goals, 
So I think although we can criticise your defence and say, you know, why did you have a bad game? I, I, I'm buzzing with Chelsea's performance and I think a lot of the credit for that has to go with us because we force you into those errors, you could argue. And ultimately, if we're scoring four goals against, you know, the best team in the world, I think I think we come out of it looking pretty good. Um, I mean, for us, again, I could talk about a lot of individual performances, but I want to talk about two players in particular, Cole Palmer, who is absolutely sensational. I, and look, I, I said it when we signed him. I said it was a great biz, bit of business. A lot of City fans. Jamie, I can't remember your exact stance on it, but I remember your brother being like, he's absolutely useless. And I was like, look, you are, you're just wrong. Well, I can't remember your so, exact stance on him. No, I was like, he's a decent player, but if you look at our team, he's not good enough to be starting. And I still will stand by that because his his competition, let's say last season, we had Mares, Foden, Grealish. He's not better than any of them three. Like it, you might say, he's sensational. He's doing well for you. Like he was quite, he was pretty good against us um, on Sunday. But he was, he still wasn't going to get in the team. Now Mares left, so there was a bit of a gap opening for him. And then he decides to decides to leave, and we're in the stance of, if you want to leave, you can go. We're not going to hold. We don't hold players back, especially when we get an we get an offer from you. So I still think it's like you're going to say it's it's looking like the wrong decision from City to get rid of him, but when we've got players who are much more in the pecking order over him, I don't think it is, but it's sort of a benefit to you at the moment. For certain, yeah. I mean, forty. Either way, though, I, I don't think you, he, you only sold him for forty mil. So, I, I, like, even if I think he'll become the player that I believe he can be, and one of the best potentially young players out of England, and and could for us be a key player for years to come. So, I don't think forty mil. Even if your squad is deep, I, I still think forty mil. You're never going to be like, oh, I'm so happy we sold him for forty mil. Do you know what I mean? So, I I see a lot of upside for us personally, and I do think. Although City won't, City would have to drop off to ever consider it being a mistake. But I do think in years yeah. to come, City will be a little bit frustrated that they let him go. But time, time will tell. Reese, I could, I could go on and I'll go on about some other Chelsea performances. But let, let's get your thoughts from a neutral perspective first of all. Most, what do you make of the game? Yeah, I mean, game and season so far, probably, probably the best game over the last couple of seasons, I suppose. The game couldn't have been more even aspects other than, you know, City had the ball, you know, the stats were pretty even. You know, I think Chelsea had 17 shots, City had 15, you know, 9 and 10 on target respectively. You know, it was a game with goals. And I think even when City got that late goal to make it 4-3, you didn't see them perhaps going away with the three points because it was that open. The game was that open. You still knew there was a chance there. Um, even City getting the opening goal, um, you know, they got the penalty, got the goal. You didn't see them shutting up shop. And I thought this, you know, and I thought if anything at that time, it was going to be Chelsea that were going to take the lead. So it really goes to show what, what where this game was going to go when the team, you know, when City went 1-0 up. It was a great game. Great performances all round. Yes, look, if you would have both been offered a draw at the start of the game, would you have both taken it? Yes. 
I wouldn't have. I don't think City were. If you got to look, you got to look at how how bad Chelsea's home record has been. We we can't be we can't be accepting any draws. So no. I would disagree on that. But fair enough. I think Jordan probably would have. In all fairness, I think I, I, I saw a few Chelsea fans weren't confident. I mean, it's fair enough. Like. I think Pep probably would have taken the draw. I know. I know he's probably at this time of season he probably wouldn't because of he's got he's already lost a couple of games. But yeah, it was a great game. I think. I think what will be the concern is that both teams conceded four goals, you know, and didn't win. You know, I mean, I think this is Pep's first ever game as a manager. He's conceded four, so that's a lot of props to Chelsea there. You know, if you want to see a game where Pochettino thrives, it's in that sort of aspect. Um, but they'd be disappointed they conceded four and they'll be going, you know what? We need to shut up shop here, you know, and because other teams that will attack the Aston Villas, et cetera, you know, they'll, you know, they'll be capable of goals. And I think a lot of teams will go into Stamford Bridge and even at home to Chelsea and look at it and go, we're, we're going to get something here. So he's going to want to address that. But overall, you know, it was a great game and it was a testament to where two sides are at the moment, you know, an improving Chelsea side and a, and a city side with ambition. I think it sets a standard for what, when we often hear Super Sunday, it's often the most boring Sunday. So it's been good. And I think players with the likes of, you know, Sterling had a decent game. Like you said, Palmer was fantastic. I, I agree with Jamie. I don't think it's a huge loss for City letting him go because they can easily replace him. But Chelsea knew they were getting a good player out of it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. No complaints either side for what is a very fairly even game and, you know, and both deserve a lot of credit, but also criticism as well from the defensive side of things. Yeah, I think, again, both sides have shown that they can be defensively solid, even even us out of form. So seeing seeing either team concede four is still quite shocking. I think from our side now, it's, it's weird how narratives can change quickly because, you know, everyone was... And Reese, you said it to, to your credit, you know, you look at these runs on the fixtures and you go, oh, you know, it was, it was various memes and lark jokes about Chelsea, how are they going to survive this run? And and as you said, the teams always in that situation do seem to spring surprise after surprise. And for us at the minute, weirdly, I'd rather us see us play a big team because if you look back this season, Liverpool at home, first game for Poch, dominated Liverpool, should have won the game. Arsenal at home, dominated the game, dominated Arsenal, should have won the game. Battered Spurs, a bit of a weird game, but still. And then given City pretty much 50-50 game, taking them all the way. So weirdly, our performances have been better against the top sides because we're not facing some pathetic five at the back, six, seven at the back, low block that we can't break down. That's our issue at the minute. But I've said it all season, that the, the, the underlying stats, when you look at potential in a team, you have to look at the underlying stats. And our stats are there and they are improving. We just need to learn to beat one of these little teams and, and get get around the low block. Yeah, I, I think I think that's a good point. I think really, you know, I would have thought City have the City have the quality, but I would have thought they would have probably gone for that approach. Maybe let's sit five at the back, you know, because we can just pass around them. And um, so I'm a bit surprised he didn't go for that approach. You know, he played, I think he played, was it four up four in an attacking position and then Harland up front as well. So there was five in the attack, which is quite to me, it's quite unusual for Pep. I mean, maybe he does it more than I realise, but 
yeah, I was a bit surprised, but it just goes to show he also knew that there was going to be goals in this game. Um, but I also think to your point, Angel, and I think from a Chelsea perspective, you look at those games against the bigger teams, you're right. They battered them, but they did not win. And of course, Spurs went down to nine, and that's when you finally were able to break break the ducks. I think that would be a disappointment for Pochettino. He's, he's gone toe-to-toe with these teams, and he's won one and drawn the rest, which you wouldn't complain. But when the majority of those have been at home, I think that's where Chelsea could look at a couple of missed opportunities there. I think also to add to sort of that point, the disappointment from Chelsea is if you got them draws against us, Arsenal, Liverpool and beat Spurs, but it's because you lost to Brentford. It's because, I can't remember the other teams, you losing them games are the ones where you're like, we we should be winning them if we're going to be pushing on for top four. So that's where the disappointment comes in. And that's where I think there's a slight, it's a slight desperation. I, I, I might be a strong word to throw out that Chelsea needed to win these games a bit more than they probably need should have because they dropped points elsewhere with the three. Sort of like I said, the Brentfords, I think you lost to Villa as well this season. So it's just... Didn't they? they put themselves under that pressure when they, yeah. with that squad of players. They probably didn't need to. But playing against these teams, if your players can't get up for playing against City, Arsenal, Spurs, Liverpool, not going to get up for much, are they? <laughs> like you, you, when you play a top side, you should be raising your level, like or at least trying to try and go above and beyond, rather than when you play. I don't want to be disrespectful, but when you play a Luton a Sheffield United, a Burnley, you're not going to be as sort of, you know, motivated for them games. So I agree with Jordan. Like, I think Chelsea rather play these top sides because you've got that extra motivation. And I think Chelsea lack that sort of a bit of creativity with the low block. But I think they still lack a little bit of that just the sort of sensible sensible head to be able to knock the ball to one side, get it across quickly, things like that, I think you do struggle with a bit. Yeah, so in terms of playing the big teams, I, I think I personally I would rather us, obviously I wouldn't rather us lose to the small teams, but I, what I'd say is I'd rather it be how we're doing it at the minute it, rather than us beat the Brentfords and the Forests at home and then get absolutely obliterated by City, Spurs and Arsenal. Because what, what this shows to me is that we do have the quality on our day to compete with the best sides in the world. And, and consistency is our issue, but it's four games this season now. And, you know, everyone would consider Chelsea to be at one of their lowest points for the last 20 years, right? So even at our worst period in 20 years, we can still go toe-to-toe with all the big teams in the league. So to me, that's actually more reassuring than us just beating Brentford and Forest and then losing to City. So I do think we are building something. I'm not saying it's going to happen this season, but the underlying stats are there. The potential's there. The manager's there. And I do think if we can start turning this consistency around, I do think we're going to move up the league table pretty quickly. I I, I actually disagree with that. I think the consistency is more key to getting you into the top four, for example. Like the whole point of with the sort of the said of like the title race, it's a marathon, not a sprint. If you're consistently winning these games, picking up the three points, because it's worth more picking up three points against you said Brentford Forest 
than the the three points you'd get against City. You'd rather have six and three. Like that's where I and I think consistently showing that you're ticking along, and then it could be because, like you say, this season you're not competing for the title. It's more you're building foundation. So if you get the consistency in, you can go right. Okay, to get us to the next level, we'll buy this this striker, for example. Get this striker in. He can then take you to the next level. That's where you got the consistency. Then you start complete competing fully with City, Liverpool, Arsenal, and Spurs at this season. So I'd slightly disagree on that, but. I don't know. I, I guess you get you get more enjoyment seeing you compete against City and Spurs like you have in a week than you would beating Brentford or Forest. So I, I get your point. It is a good point, and I think I think wherever Chelsea's ambitions are, if it's just top four at the moment in time, then yeah, they need to be beating the Brentfords right more than they probably do the Arsenal's and Cities. And um, but of course, as well, I do think Chelsea will want to compete mentality-wise, you do want to compete with the big boys. But, you know, you do look at the performance where, you know, they've got the win at Fulham, you know, good after they, after they beat um, Fulham. Who did they then play after that? I believe it was um, uh, it was uh, Burnley, wasn't it? Got a bumping win at Burnley 4-1 and then threw it away against Arsenal and then lost at home to Brentford. So it was like they made one, you know, one step forward, three steps back. And that's what needs to be addressed is that at the moment, you know, yeah, fair enough. It was a 2-2 draw of Arsenal, whatever, but that was two chances, two two goals conceded, even though Chelsea's goals were not necessarily normal goals. Um, but, but you know, it, it's a step back like that is what they can't afford. You know, they've got Newcastle next. Newcastle are in a bit of a downturn themselves. Get a point there. Yeah, you'll take it. But then they've got to beat Brighton at home. If they lose to Brighton at home, it's like your hard work gets undone if that makes sense. Mm. No, I completely agree. Completely agree. Um, and you mentioned goals, Reese. I, get, I guess let, let's get into the goals from yesterday. Um, we've got to start with the 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 City pen. Um, anyone who knows me knows my clear and unwavering thoughts on chuck a few bleeps in Anthony Taylor. Um, he's an absolute joke. And I've been saying it for the last six years. I've been proven right every single season without fail. The The good thing about this is, is that it seems that finally the world is catching up to what I told everyone six years ago, that he is an absolutely abysmal referee. And not only should be demoted consistently, but should just simply not be regarded as one of the best referees in the country. It's absolutely baffling. And he was demoted last week and now he's on this game. A big game, Sunday, two top teams. And again, it's Chelsea's refereeing. So, no, I don't think it was a pen. <laughs> Jamie, are you <laughs> City biased? No, are you saying it's a pen? So, I've got two different sort of viewpoints on it. Because what I'm seeing is consistently defenders are grabbing and holding they're constantly doing it and they're doing it in the penalty box and you get the game against united when we got the penalty people going that's a soft penalty that's a soft penalty what we're meant to do as attackers then we meant to just hold off not not bother running in because we're getting we're getting held back 
And that's the problem with what Cucurella's done against Haaland there. So I watched the clip again, and they're both holding each other before the balls come in, whatever. They're both holding each other, and then but that's that's normal. They're both holding each other. They both do it just to see this. It's like they're keeping space with each other. Then Haaland's made that darting run because he knows that ball's coming in, and Cucurella's not reacted quickly enough. So his natural reaction is, I'm going to grab him. Just to, just to put him off, to hold him. So in that aspect, in the end, Haaland's not holding on to him and Kukurela's grabbing him. We can't, You can't just allow that as attackers, otherwise attackers are just never going to be able to get to the ball because defenders are holding on. So I don't think it's as sort of like disgraceful as it's being made out. And I think it is being made out disgraceful more because it's City, because I'm seeing it, I've seen it from every type of fan, it, Obviously, except City going, oh, City are getting their way again. But you, but we're getting we're getting them same comments when it's absolutely blatant. When when it's stone wall, we'll get the absolutely blatant. So I I think that the holding is something that I've been saying to you lot about different games when it's not even involved City. You just can't keep holding on like this, and defenders are doing it time and time again, and that's what VAR should be looking at because attack. Attackers being like completely held, you can block a def- attacker in a different way apart from grabbing him. So I actually do think you can't do that, but I guess I'd probably need to watch it from like two, three different angles before I give a final decision on it. But Cucurella is grabbing hold of him when that ball is going into the vital position for Haaland to possibly score. So that's where I do think that, because when you look at VAR, they... They screenshot it on that point. So from there, they're never going to disallow it, for example. Well, that's the problem. So that's well. the, the the way they show VAR is just ridiculous. Because anyone who's anyone, and, and look, I said to you yesterday, I, I've not had any single person who's not a City fan say that it was a pen. So I don't think that's an anti-City narrative. I, I think that's just reality because... Trust me, if if it was remotely close, people would uh, get an easy nibble at me by saying it's not a pen. So I, the, the problem is, as you've said, all they do on that screen is show the bit where Cucurella's pulling Haaland, not the bit where Haaland's pulling him back and st- actually initiate, initiates the pull. So again, it, it's just, it's ridiculous that they're doing this. They've already made up the referee's mind. Bear in mind the referee, one is Anthony Taylor, two, he's already given the penalty. There's no way at that point they're going to then overturn it. And if you're then going to only show the referee the point where Kukrell is pulling him back, not the other way around, then he's always going to give a pen. It's just like it's confirmation bias. And we see it. Obviously, it's not just City. We see it week in, week out. And this all feeds into the lack of consistency as well. And again, we talk about the lack of consistency and we talk about stupid rules. Reese James was down before the cross went in with a head injury. Based on the rules, the game should have been stopped. Now, they never give this. I, w- I will say that. They never they never stop the game for head injuries. But according to the rules of the game, it should have been stopped and it wasn't. But that's also the, like, I understand what you're saying with Taylor. I, I've heard you've said for years. But in that moment, the, the, ball, got, the ball being crossed in after James has hit the floor is what a second like it's not like he's been down for five well what two three seconds at most 
It's it's not hit, you're not hitting like ten seconds while he's on the floor. So it's not like massive reaction times where the ball's coming in. So it's sort of like I don't know, like it's I think that's where you've got to actually a bit it's hard for the referee to know that's a head injury that quickly before that ball's gone into the box. So I know you don't want to hear that, George, because it's Anthony Taylor, but you've got to give him a bit of slack at times because just because James is on the floor does not mean that's a head injury. One, it was also a clash with your own player as well. So it wasn't like it was going to be, a, it couldn't be a foul because it was a clash with your centre half. I the can't foul, the foul's less of an issue though, because if it's a foul, then it can I don't be. Know, but what I'm saying is he's gone, well, it's not a foul. And then boom, ball's gone in. He hasn't got time to go focus just on Reese James because he's meant to be focusing on where the ball's going really and looking for a possible like a possible penalty there so that's where his attention is so I understand what you're saying with the head injury because if that's sort of like I don't know when it's easier to see when it's not so close to the goal because I from my point of view I'd be furious if you've stopped us when we're just about to cross that ball into Haaland just because Reese James has gone down by clashing into his own bloody own bloody player. This is the yeah. thing, right? At the end of the day, um, that's where I say yeah. defense. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. Like, if he just blows the whistle there and City put it in, yeah, it, you know, it is what it is. First of all, I think it was a pen by the letter of the law. Second of all, I would be more fuming at the poor defending from Chelsea to assume that the whistle was blown. It just stopped. That's poor. That's unacceptable. So Cucurella gets himself in that situation and decides to, and that's poor from him as well. It's it's not good enough from them, you know. Play to the whistle, right? And it, you know, and that was that. You know, it's that it was the advantage that they got, and, and that's what happens. Whether it was the right decision, wrong decision, you know, I just think, I just think I'd be more concerned that Chelsea players just stopped when the whistle didn't go. You know, I think that that should be basic football one hundred one there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, they were if they were you know fully switched on, they might have dealt with it. You know, you don't know. Yeah, it's funny. I I don't have an issue with our defending as much for the first goal. Um, and again, you could we don't want to go on. You can make the case that if Harlan's pulling him back, then he's gonna. You can't if you get pulled back, you can't then leap forward and catch up with someone. But for me, our our, our defensive issue, I think, was was the Akanji goal. Um, so I, think this, I think this ties in nicely with your first goal as well, because you got Thiago Silva winning it, winning a, a header from your corner. Now I think for both for the Kanji goal and for the Thiago Silva goal, both of us are looking from an attacking point of view, going, "What a great corner set piece!" Yeah. However, defensively, both of us should be going. That's crap <laughs> at yeah. the exact same time. Because for City's goal, Akanji is in tons of space. Can't be having that. And Thiago Silva's winning a near post header when you've got Rodri and Haaland standing there, both six foot something. So with them two goals, I think attacking point of view, you go, well done, attacking coaches. Defensively, you both go, that's crap. You've got to do better. I think that's kind of... Sums up both of them goals. High scoring games are not due to good defending, are they? Let's no, no. watch it. All, there's always shoddy defending involved in there somewhere. And it was. You're absolutely right. Diego Silva's goal, shoddy defending, great header. 
Kanji, great header, shoddy defending. Yep. Four from both sides, and this is why they should both be disappointed that they conceded four goals each. Yeah. Thiago Silva, by the way, oldest, oldest Chelsea player to score a goal. Absolute class he is. He's what, 30, 38, 30, I forget now. 37, 38, 39. I keep forgetting his age, but, you know, go toe to toe with Haaland, score a goal. He's, I don't know what he's on, but he's, his fitness regime definitely needs to be studied. Um, then I think for your second goal is once again crap defending. So you, I think you went on a good attack, and now I think I can't remember who plays the ball, but Gavardo just needs to put one foot on it or pass it back or something. It's just basic defending, and he's completely messed it up. And Reese James has got an easy ball to play to Sterling. Really, I think that's just a defensive error. Shouldn't be happening. But you, you you were doing a good attack up until then, but that bit that ball should have been defended easily. It's rookie defending, really, unfortunately, when Gavardo's played quite well for us in other games. Sadly, yeah. not his day on I Sunday. Think, to be honest as well, your your third goal was quite similar to that. Bit of a counter, break down the right side, ball across the box. I think Haaland even fell over again. Haaland Harland slid in because he just went. You're just gonna the ball's just gonna hit me and it's gonna go in. But he actually came off. It came off his balls. He said he hasn't scored one like that. Despite how many goals he's got, he's not scored one from using that body part. So fair enough. Yeah, I was gonna say he basically oh, slid on the ball. Yeah, but I want to actually go back quickly for that goal. Is VAR took way too long to realise that wasn't handball. I watched one replay and was like. It's not close to his hand, so I, I I don't know why they spent they spent too long on that looking at it. Get it? Yeah, they might like that. You know, with Barney, it is a difficult angle, but at the end of the day, you know, I don't think it's ever going to be chalked off. Yeah. Um. With with that, and then probably at three two, I think we had two big opportunities to put it to 4-2 before you got your third. One was the more obvious one was Doku, who we went on a counter-attack, and we had Foden, Alvarez and Haaland all, if you just squared the ball to them, one of them had a lovely shot, free shot at goal, and he went by himself, and then the ball ended up going to Foden and it was blocked and then just comfortably into Sanchez's hands. And then the other one was an Alvarez cross, if, he, if he, the ball was right and he, he overhit it in the end, ball was right, Haaland, I think, pretty much had a tap-in where Sanchez would have been, like, standing there and if it hit him, it hit him. Otherwise, it was going to be a goal. But you've got to take them chances in these games, especially when it's so high scoring. Yeah. And to be honest, well, yeah, it was, it was frustrating, actually. The, the, the Rodri goal for you as well. Yeah, and obviously I'm biased, but like you look at the goals and you do think obviously you're you're going to look at him in reverse and say poor defending, but like you know a questionable pen, Harlan. I mean he's never going to miss, but Harlan falling on the ball, a dirty deflection. I don't know. I, I do feel a bit hard done by still. Is that Rodri deflection? It, I think it was on target, so it, there's it, a debate saying it's going to go in. It wasn't going in. It it well it was on target, but Sanchez had that covered. Yeah. It wasn't a goal unless Silver stuck out his leg. Like I, I was, that was the end that I was at. And you were like, 
Rodgers got such a better shot than that. You were like disappointed at first, and then you saw it going off off silver. But it was yeah. So with that, it was. I don't. I think you're being a bit too. I don't know. It wasn't actually that much of a mistake from Chelsea's defensively because it was such a quick counter for the Haaland that Haaland goal. That it, I don't think there's anything wrong with Chelsea in that aspect apart from getting done on the counter. Mm. But you can say definitely you got a pen, the, the the massive deflection, and then the poor corner defensively. So it's sort of like this is why I was disappointed seeing how how we conceded the goals, and you can obviously feel the same. Of you just didn't you just you just what how have we done that defensively? Cause it's a bit rook, like seems a bit rookie. Speaking of rookie, we'll talk about the penalty for yours then. <laughs> <laughs> Diaz, I, I, I am in the corner of he is the best defender in the league. He, you'll have definitely other fans saying he's not for their own player, Arsenal, Liverpool. You may even hype, uh, hype up Jordan Santiago Silva. But I think I think personally Diaz is. But there he's got it horribly wrong. He's thought Brozier's going to shoot first time. And I just think if you... Obviously, being Brozier, you don't, probably like if you're watching him defensively, like you're watching the Chelsea attackers on like screens before the game. But Brozier won't shoot that first time. It was just sort of obvious he was going to cut in, and Diaz has just gone full steam. I'm going to block this shot, and it's not. And then it's it's just it's a clear penalty, even though Boovy, um did come out and do a, a TikTok saying, "How's this a penalty? The game's gone." I think he was chucking the sarcasm out there in the fishing line for any hooks, but no, it was a, it's a stonewall penalty, unfortunately. Yeah. But he sh- he's just slid in stupidly. Yeah, even even the you know he is the best defender in the league, and even the best defenders will have a nightmare. That was that was a poor poor. It's it's just one of those things, you know. You you have it, and it was bad. It was a penalty, but at the end of the day, he probably would have stopped a certain goal. So. You know, you take that chance, and of course, it was going to go to Palmer, who you know, sort of written in the stars. They obviously weren't going to give it to Jackson because he can only score from two yards, not twelve. So, <laughs> I'm joking. Now that's what he's there for. Okay. But um, but yeah, you know, it was written in the stars. You knew that if Sterling was going to have a go, it was have had to go to Palmer as well, didn't it, to prove his point? Yeah, you got to respect the pressure as well. And I touched him earlier, like stepping up ninety whatever minute. Waiting, he, he waited two minutes forty three seconds to take that penalty kick because of City's various antics, um, and then puts it top bins against the keeper who knows him. So you got you got to respect that. Yeah, a good penalty, good penalty. Too fair, Edison went the right way, so like it had to be a good penalty, otherwise he would have missed. Mm. I do think we actually skipped over the Jackson goal. To be fair, I did yeah. forget about that. I touched upon it. <laughs> yeah, you touched about that. That's what reminded me. Dreadful from Edison, where the shots come in. You either, it, I don't know why he's not caught that, but if you're not going to catch it, you palm it away. That's what you palm it to the side. Um, then it's just come in a quick tap in. But I say a tap hit, I say a tap in, but I think that's harsh on. It's a good striker's finish, to be honest. And that's what you, that's what you, that's what you want from your striker. 
Yeah. It's, it's testament. Testament to the whole game as a whole, isn't it? Even the best goalkeeper in the league, you know, did something so schoolboy. You know, it was just one of those games. Yeah. And look, at the end of the day, you've got to be there to put it in the back of the net. If 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 Harlem yeah. bangs for like everyone will be like he's a great striker. No, no, that's what you got to do. As a, as a striker, that is perfect. That's what you want from this striker. I want him to score tap-ins. Peter Jackson's strengths, he will be better at that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, there you have it. We are just about out of time. That wraps us up for another episode. As always, a lot to discuss and debate. Let us know your thoughts in the comments and make sure you're subscribed as well. But as always, like, comment and subscribe. You know the drill. Oh,